Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, Jay and Lipnox were here sitting down with Eric Fullen, creator of Pixel Force, Pixel Force 2, and of course, VR game Ancient Dungeon. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and while we're saying thank you, of course, we got to thank our sponsor really quick, Asterian Products. They make great VR and AR headset stands, accessories, VR floor mats. If you check them out on Amazon, you can use code FULLDIVE10 to save another 10% on their products. Well, thanks again, Eric, for coming on. To someone who has never heard of the game, what is it? Genre, length, modes, replayability? So Ancient Dungeon is a classic roguelike dungeon crawler. Basically, take a popular VR game, uh, not VR game, roguelike game, uh, put it in VR and you basically have Ancient Dungeon. You have the classic stuff, permadeath mechanics, uh, getting items, combining them to create big synergies. with multiple progression paths, like achievements, challenge runs, um, stuff like that. So if you know how roguelikes work, you know how this game works. And roguelike fans can feel right at home, I guess. I actually played a PC game that was non-VR like five or six years ago, and this instantly reminded me of that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, there are a few ones that could be similar. Um, I mean, my biggest inspiration was Binding of Isaac, at least gameplay-wise. So people have been comparing that a lot to it, even though the whole theme is different. But like the how you combine items and stuff, it's kind of similar. Well, and some of the enemies definitely have that like retro, almost like Nint- old Nintendo Zelda style too. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like that part. Yeah, true. I mean, some people compare it because you can smash the pots. <laughs> and people always <laughs> that's, that's like. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, gotta yeah. smash the pot. Can we do it? Yeah, that's you get all, all of the reviews, <laughs> especially from like older people. I've played Zelda when I was a little kid, and now I can smash pots in VR. But I mean, it's, I find it always weird when, when they compare to Zelda because it's like totally different gameplay genres. I mean, if people have fun with it, then I'm all for it. That's awesome. I actually saw that in the review. Someone was like, this takes me back to my NES Zelda days. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, I, I kind of got a different vibe from it. But a big thing that we got to say while you're here, congratulations. You made it from App Lab to the official Oculus store. How does it feel and what did it take to get there? Yeah, it's a big relief Tell to have secrets. finally made it. Like it, it takes so long to get anything done with Meta. I mean, I don't blame them. They probably have like tons of people that want the same. But yeah, I think like it started um, last year in around May, uh, where I kind of had some uh, talks with some Oculus employees about something else, and then the main store came up. Uh, and then we basically said, okay, well, might be a good idea to start the pitching now so that when the game actually releases, because it was still a beta back then and like just a demo, uh, it might be good like, to release the game, like the full version on the Quest Store, if we make it in. Yeah, and then we started pitching and it was declined. <laughs> um, even though uh, when checking like pages like AppLab DB and stuff, the game was one of the high, like the highest rated and most rated games at that time. And even then, they just said, well, we don't have enough data. We don't know if it's worth it to upgrade you. So they said, yeah, we want financial data. We want sales. But I could only give wish lists on Steam and stuff because the game wasn't sold yet. So we decided, okay, well, then we need to sell the game on App Lab and on Steam, like basically everyone <laughs> does. Yeah. And then after, I think, a month or two, we did the pitching again after they had the sales data. And then they decided, okay, yes, this looks good. This looks promising will actually give you the green light. That was in February this year. But then you need to to go through QA. You need to get a slot when you can release because they have like planned a whole year almost with like when stuff releases. And I think it's always on a Thursday. And yeah, we had to kind of say, okay, we need to be ready for QA like months before we actually release. So it was all a bit of a long 
wait because we also were porting to OpenXR at that time, which well, it's nice that it's working now, but at, back then it was just a pain because it took ages. Wow. So. But yeah, so like one year to get confirmation, one and a half years to actually release. It might be possible to do this, do it faster, but for me, yeah, it it took this long. And one week, like one, uh, yeah, how how is it called? Like we we declined once, even in the internal pitching process, which is like way more like they they see the potential in the game already. So that's only when they start pitching internally. So it feels like yeah, it's a long road. <laughs> you you get, get your there. hopes up, and you're just like, what's it gonna be? Yeah, dash. So. I've got to say, it sounds like you've cracked the code and it was, was it about money? They wanted your financial figures before they would get you to the store. Is that, is that what this came down to? I'm not entirely sure. I feel they, like there is metrics and stuff that they check, but I don't think I can really talk about it. Like it told me all about that, but I said, yeah, it's under NDA and stuff. But I mean, I guess it goes down to money, right? Like they want Always. stuff that's popular. They want stuff that makes them money. Because actually, when you get in the store, they do a lot of stuff for you to really, like, I mean, they they help me with, like, store assets. They help me with marketing. The whole QA process, they need to pay for that, too. So they kind of they kind of do, like, some, like, investment into the game. And I think they definitely want the return investment on that. So they're kind of skeptical. And I feel like, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I feel like they are way more wary of, like, solo developers or small teams without like a proven track record. So I think that's also something that had to do with it. Like they said, okay, this has potential, but we don't know how it will sell. Also, you're just like one or two people. So you're small. We don't really... So with all that being said, I mean, this this game is like extremely popular and I did have a chance to play the game. I think it's just amazing. There's so many aspects in it that look like they've been just perfectly refined. So some of the people that I've read the reviews for on the Oculus Store are saying this is the best game they've played in VR. What do you think it is that makes this game so special to that community? Yeah, that that's really interesting. But I think like the whole time when I tried to like when I designed the game, I always felt that like it needs to be like realistic, like in a way that if you do something, the outcome needs to be as expected. I don't know. So like I often hear, hear like when I when I play a VR game, for example, like a pretty realistic one, and I see like a bookshelf or something, and I want to interact with it, but you just can't. It's just a static object that doesn't do anything. So basically, everything you can do in this game kind of behaves as expected. If there's grass, you can cut it with your sword, and it like realistically cuts in the angle you throw it at. You can. Well, the enemies bounce back when you hit them too. You really yeah, the feel the back. impact. Yeah, it's like physics based. You basically can destroy everything that's not static. So I think people like that about it. And I try to focus a lot on actually just having gameplay, like having the game be played instead of just going through menus and stuff. So the game had an inventory system before where you could store items and stuff, but then I thought this just adds unnecessary amount of like interactions that you need to do, especially in a roguelike. You don't really need an inventory. So that was removed and stuff like comparing stats of something, it was just removed. Just pick up item. If you know what it does, it's probably good. So I try to make gameplay to be always in the game instead of trying to have a lot of complexity. Well, it's very user-friendly. Yeah, I feel like people get into it easily. And I think because there are not that many roguelikes, at least in like how this game is built in VR, people that love roguelikes probably like have found something that they really can and will play, especially because it has a lot of replayability, if you like a genre. So I think that's what people like. And I mean, as a solo dev, you kind of need to... You can't do 
hyper-realistic, huge games. So you need to work with what you have. So trying to just make something small, but polish that until it really is fun and works is, I guess, the best way to do something. Wow. Wow. I really like your passion when you talk about the game and what you did to make it. It's funny that we mentioned earlier, people compared it to Zelda uh, because one of the big games of my childhood was Zelda Ocarina of Time. And there was this weird (laughs) detail in that game where when you slashed a sign, whichever way your sword cut the sign, it cut the sign like down, sideways, diagonal. And when you said that about the grass, I was like, that's such a little detail but it makes such a difference in games that that is really cool. Yeah, I, I always get this wow moment from people when they like cut the grass. I mean, like I once did a stupid gif of just cutting the grass and it was one of the most like successful posts I did on the game. But it was like five seconds to do. I think the grass like took like one or two days to implement, but people loved it. So like this, these tiny things sometimes are pretty... Uh, like they, they change how a game feels. Like, I mean, the grass is also basically in place so that you always have something to do when you walk around between like rooms or enemies or crates you can like they don't have a real purpose they just get destroyed by enemies or you can destroy them but you always have something to do so it's not like you're just standing in your living room and waiting 20 seconds to get to somewhere you're always kind of smashing stuff slashing so you always like have some stimulation <laughs> i guess that's so cool i when i first looked at the trailer it has an overwhelmingly positive rating on steam but it almost reminded me of like a minecraft dungeon crawling kind of visuals do you think that's good for the game when people see that or do you think that you'd like to change the visuals a bit to where it looks less minecrafty i don't know like did we get the like the comparisons a lot also when they say oh this is like minecraft i always think why it's a completely different game <laughs> but i mean yeah when people see pixel art they think of minecraft i guess yep. i have come to accept it like my inspiration was more <laughs> like taking old school games with pixel art and turning pixel art into 3d i mean it's the same what minecraft did basically uh so i get the comp- i think the comparison is good what i am a bit scared of is that people maybe have different expectations because the game gets compared with those games. I mean, Minecraft is completely different. I mean, it's a sandbox survival thing. And Minecraft Dungeons is more similar, but it's like a Diablo-esque dungeon crawler and not a roguelike. And I've gotten reviews from people who said, why can't I save? Where is, like, why do I need to start from all over again? And I'm not sure if those people just don't know the roguelikes as a, as a genre, maybe because they're young or like just new to gaming. Or it was because people compared this to this is Minecraft Dungeons for VR. So I'm not entirely sure how to feel about it. But in general, I guess it's a positive thing. If, if many people like the game and compare it with something really popular, I feel like that's a good thing. So I feel like the art style looks amazing in the Oculus Quest headset when you're in VR. And I think that's the biggest thing with this design. It's like when you play the game, you know, whether or not it's the, the beta version or the full version, it looks perfectly crisp and smooth on the headset. It doesn't look like anything is not as good as it should be. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty hard to show how the game looks like on flat screen. Yeah. I mean, many games have this issue that they look completely like really weird or cheap on a screen, but then once you put up, pull on the headset, it just feels completely different. So, yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard challenge, to... Challenge the whole VR industry. Everybody's yeah. struggling with that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I did mention the beta there, and it's still free to download. Are you going to keep it up there, or are you going to pull it, or are you going to do like a demo or something now that the game costs $20? So the beta is like it, we thought about removing it, but the issue is you actually can't. <laughs> oh. like, I mean, I guess you can somehow if you contact like 
a meta employee or something and they might might do that but right now like it's just grayed out you ca i can't just remove it like in the, on a whim so but I, i also don't know how much traffic the beta is actually contributing to people who buy the game but i also don't know how many people won't buy the game because of the beta so it's really hard to like you can't really test that you just need to like either remove it or keep it but you don't know what like what's better so right now i just kind of having it have it exist <laughs> but like it's really old like, the beta is i think one and a half years ago and we haven't changed anything since so the game has evolved a lot since then like, there's, there's there's custom music now like the graphics have been improved all of that stuff and i'm a bit concerned about people trying out the beta first and then maybe having a different idea of the game because it just is less polished so so I'm, I'm kind of curious, sure. is there mod support in the beta version or is it only the new version has the mod support? And what, what do you, you know, think of the mods that you've seen released so far? I saw one of them, the Star Wars, the falling noise was added in as a sound effect. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but... Yeah, so mods, both have mod support, but I mean, new mods don't work in the old version. I'm not entirely sure like, how many people actually play the beta. I mean, it has it gets more downloads than the paid version, which kind of makes sense because it's yeah. a free game. And it's pretty high in the list still from any App Lab uh, aggregator. So yeah, but I mean, most mods are for the current version or for the version before that. Uh, so, and beta mods are really... Like, there isn't really yeah. a community over like on the beta, only really on the full game. So Do you have yeah. a favorite mod? <laughs> well, there was one, but the guy currently is not updating it. Um, which is that the is, gunslinger one? Yeah, the, the emeralds mods of specialities where he adds like variations from the weapons. He added custom biomes and stuff. It was actually crazy how much he was able to get done in this game just with the modding tools that we have because we're still improving them. And I didn't think that people could be this dedicated to like creating mods for the game, which is kind of it's really cool. So yeah, that's one of the like at least also like the biggest ones and the most like game changing mods that we had. Cool. That is cool. Get that community yeah. support like that. I don't know if you know Ben Utram, uh, the creator of Squingle, we actually had on the podcast yeah. here recently, and he was kind of in a debate whether to keep the Squingle demo up or only keep the paid version. And we kind of came to a conclusion that one of the reasons that the, the game kept its really high rating was probably because people who tried the demo and learned it wasn't a game for them never went and bought the actual game and then review bombed it as a fact. What do you think about that as far as your beta versus your game? That's really interesting. And I have a feeling that this might actually be true because now that the game is on the store, the rating is actually dropping because I guess more casual people or people who don't know the beta exist play the game. But I feel like AppLab is more in, in, in more an enthusiast store so I guess people rate them more favorably compared to main store titles. Um, also because there's a different expectation of App Lab versus main store. But like the idea of that the, that the demo also keeps off people that just don't like the game. Never thought about that, but that could also be uh, one thing. Yeah, I mean, I could update the demo to basically resemble the game as it currently is, but just with less content. But that's, again, development time. Also, people that now play the demo will then have a bad experience because... The demo is actually has like a lot of content because like one of the big inclusions of the full version is just the, all, all the polish that has come to it and the custom music and stuff. And now with that in, we can't really just update all of the game and keep the amount of content that the beta had because then it would be no, no point in buying the game <laughs> anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of torn between, okay, on the one hand, like the people that play the beta, like 
they shouldn't like it's a it's a free game so basically we can do what we want but on the other hand people still play it <laughs> and like it so changing the game drastically for, for them might be a bad move so right now i don't really want to decide <laughs> or like don't know what to do so it just stays as it, as it is i guess it's currently a good thing because it brings a lot more people to the game and there's also a link that's like in the game where you press a button and you get redirected to the full game on the store so i guess a, a few people definitely buy the game just because they played the version for free yeah. i think there's a yeah. huge debate of like if demos affect sales or not like even in like basically all types of gaming and i'm not entirely sure what the conclusion is it seems like i mean the game would have never become as big as it is without the demo so i kind of feel like okay why remove it now just keep it 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 brought you here in the first place <laughs> so yeah it's it's a hard decision well, yeah. too is, i mean people can easily refund if they really are dissatisfied yeah. with the game yeah that's true there's a lot of options and we're touching on i mean bigger gaming industry questions here about yeah. demos yeah. it's all kind of like a movie trailer if a movie trailer gives too much you may not go see the movie but if it entices you and you can tell it's going to be a good movie it'll get you there so it's not always just so cut and dry of do our demos good or bad it's if you have a really good game a demo might get people to buy it so i, yeah. I think that's just a tough problem to solve definitely yeah I looked into some of your previous games, Pixel Force and Pixel Force 2, which were mobile games, and they really reminded me of a game called Bro Force that I loved side scrolling, shoot 'em up, although your game looked a lot more involved. Uh, it's been interesting to me how many people we've seen, like even the developers of the game Into the Radius, that just come on to VR and make like a full VR game who have been doing mobile before. Is it easy to come to Quest because it's like an Android platform? Or is it just something a lot of people who are doing mobile want to do VR or want to do these bigger games? It's it's really interesting because I, I, I don't really know how many mobile developers uh, actually go to Quest. But for me, I mean, it was always just a hobby until uh, like with Ancient Dungeon. I mean, I still was in school or studied. Also, during most of the development of Ancient Dungeon, I still was at university. So it was more of a hobby. And I, f I, f I feel like mobile development felt feels like something that, that's easier to do because people don't expect such huge games compared to PC, where if you want to have something successful, you need to have something big. And for mobile, it's at least at that time, I mean, the first game came out 2014, it seemed like it's a lot easier to do something small and just see what happens. I mean, there's so many casual games on mobile that are successful. And I mean, it was more of like, just release something and see what happens. And then when VR came out, I was hooked and wanted to do something for it. And that's, I feel like the same with VR. You Building a PC game is just so much work in, an, in a huge saturated market. And for VR, because it was so new, maybe... A lot of people probably thought, oh, wow, I definitely want to do something for it because it has a lot of potential. Um, but mostly for me, it was just I got the vibe when it came out and I just wanted to create something for it just because it was so cool to experience VR for the first time. Kind of want to go back to that because that was a great feeling. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and yeah, I feel like it's the same on Quest. People, you can build smaller experiences than PC and people are still satisfied. I dare even say you can build less polished experiences because people expect less. Put a VR tech on on something and a mediocre flat screen game can be a great VR game. I mean, this is probably also changing as more and more games and people get on the market. But at least when I started, it felt like that. I mean, the first few games that came out, like Job Simulator and stuff, they're a lot of fun in VR, but I feel like on flat screen, this would just be like... <laughs> A weird game. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, when you're looking at, you know, adding things, are you going to 
go to continue adding content to this game or going to go with sequel or do you have other ideas on things you want to do instead right now so the game is still early access at least on steam on quest it's not because they don't have the tag and they only allow full games on the store but yeah i guess it's definitely at least another year of development the issue with roguelikes is you can just always add more stuff also i mean there's more platforms coming up for like pico and psvr that's also something we want to get on who knows what else maybe valve will finally show us a new vr set at some point <laughs> so that's definitely something that needs to be done and then yeah just adding a bit more content for the p- people that play the game and as long as any, the game any teases popular any teases what you're adding <laughs> currently it's improving the modding tools so not too interesting <laughs> but it's oh, also that's, that's interesting to me I'm, I'm super excited about that stuff okay nice yeah and then also just porting currently and then the next thing would be just more varied environments because right now it's each one is pretty similar in terms of visuals so you want to add some new environments to the game to just make each run feel a bit more varied than before and then after that who knows if the, if the game is, is like is, is keeping up with sales and will stay uh successful then i mean you can kind of add unlimited stuff but i definitely also want to do something else in the future what that will be i don't know exactly but i kind of feel like i i I got like i want like to do like a metroidvania because i feel like that's something that could be fun in vr which hasn't been done a lot at least i'm not entirely sure haven't actually looked into that yet and i don't think i've seen anything like that yeah that was that's what i was thinking and then also multiplayer is something that is asked at least daily on the discord server <laughs> and <laughs> i i don't know i feel like it might be too much work to just rework the whole game to work with multiplayer but i definitely want to give it a go and see how it will be but that is something for way down the line maybe create a new game out of it with multiplayer first because i feel like a single player game changing to multiplayer might not be as good as just creating something designed for multiplayer in the first place so we'll see what the future brings <laughs> nice nice yeah i think about if you're now officially on the oculus store i think that you know psvr2 pico i feel like everyone takes that pretty seriously so if you wanted to oh, yeah, take guess. your game to their platforms or even make a number two and then launch it on all platforms i think people will be like oh he's already on oculus store so it's got to be good right <laughs> yeah I, I i don't really know how it's how it will be with uh, other games if they need to like go through everything again if they say okay this one was popular so the next one can also be popular i actually wonder how that will be it may also depend again on on how big you are if blade and sorcery devs want something new then oculus will just uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> say yeah here when, when do you want yeah. to launch <laughs> yeah it's not even a question well with that being said there's developers that listen to this podcast that's actually how we get most of our developers on the podcast what do you want to tell them who are trying to get their game to the store, trying to build a game for the store? Do you have any words of wisdom that might help them? Uh, have patience. <laughs> That's the the biggest uh, thing I would say. Sometimes getting back, like getting an email reply takes ages. Their, their internal deadlines can change. And when you're on App Lab, you're kind of like, a lower priority title for them so it just takes time <laughs> uh, also don't be discouraged when you get rejected i mean back when there was the old pitching system i also pitched the game but it was rejected like basically everyone at that time and then the internal pitching process second time was also it wasn't really a no it was more like yeah release the game on app lab first as a paid version and then we'll see <laughs> so yeah they take their time <laughs> and other than that i guess it's important that you have a big audience and basically give them as much data 
to show them that the game might be fit for the store. Like I think, I think you I mean, covered it right there with all those all those points. I mean, it's it seems like getting onto the store is is a huge huge accomplishment. And honestly, I'm I'm rooting for you all the way. Is there anything else though about the game or the studio you guys want to you want to share before we uh, before we end this? Not a lot. Check out the game if you want. <laughs> it's on Steam and on Quest. And there's not a lot else to cover, I guess, because that's the only real, the only game we currently have. I mean, we have the mobile games, but they're kind of uh, from the past. <laughs> they aren't <laughs> in development anymore. But I mean, if you're on the road and don't have a VR headset, you can also check those out. <laughs> they're free. And they, so, can, yeah. they can check out the, the Discord for the mods too, right? True, yeah. As, like, at one point, I want to put them on some other webpage like Nexus mods or something. Basically clean up a lot of stuff. But that's yeah. why I went looking for them at first and then I was like, where are they? And then I saw a video and it's like, okay, go to Discord yeah. and get from there. Yeah, there was a VR related modding website called Bone Tome until recently and then they closed down because I don't know why. They also had like Boneworks mods and stuff. So it was really cool that they had a dedicated website for VR mods. But they shut down so we moved everything temporarily to the Discord. Um and now it's just the case of I just yeah creating a page somewhere on Nexus Mods to migrate everything over, which will happen at some point. It's very low priority on a to-do list currently, so that's why it's not being done. That's the biggest issue with uh, development. The to-do list is just growing and growing without really you getting done stuff. I mean, I get stuff done, but after that, the Trello page has 10 more stuff on the to-do list. So... Yeah, <laughs> I think we fully we fully understand. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Life. It never ends. <laughs> Yeah. Well, of course, we're going to make sure there's links in the description and everything here. And if you came over and you saw this on YouTube, you'll get to see some of the footage. But remember, same problem. It's 2D. You're not seeing the actual game and what it's all like. But True. check it out. There's going to be you, you can still check out the beta if you're really on the fence. And but you're going to see that it's a lot of fun and you're probably going to think about buying a real game. So, Eric, I want to say another thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Yeah, I think, thank, thank you so much. And honestly, thank you for making this game. I thought it was blast of fun and there was so many things that just made it awesome and I, I can't wait to see what you get added to the game and honestly i'm even more excited to see what you come up with next i'm also excited thank you <laughs> <laughs> well hey if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast and you want to see some of this footage come over to youtube of course vice versa if you're here on youtube you can take us anywhere with you on the go the podcast is always here for you but thank you so much out there and if uh, you're thinking about vr for a while what's the time to do dive on in yeah.